Hello, everybody. Hello, 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 and welcome to another fantastic episode of Nerds of the North, the premier foreign video game show hosted by two brothers and third guy, only live from Simon Basement, Adam Basement, and Matt's wherever in the world you are. Where in the world is Matt this week? I'm currently on a fourth floor. Ooh. Always one up, I guess, huh? Yep. My goodness. Next week, it's going to be the eighth. We're just, you know, up and up. Do it. You got a double. You're going to Fibonacci <laughs> this shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how the Fibonacci secrets works. Well, whatever. Doubling. Close enough. That's how grade 12 applied math works. Yeah, baby. <laughs> it's just Good enough for a government growth, job. Anyway, anyway, all right, moving on. Right, but he was going like one, two, four, eight. I mean, it makes yeah. That's a, that's an exponential. That's sequence. not fit. That's not, yeah. It's it's close enough. It's 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 vaguely it's Fibonacci adjacent is what it is. I don't want to say Fibonacci-ish because then all the math people will like cringe, but it's adjacent. And they, I, I have a feeling they'd cringe at Fibonacci adjacent anyway. But oh god, that's okay. Because I um, I came from one of them, so you know what? It's jokes on you. Because it's your fault, math people. You made me like this. Anyway, I'm your father, son, and the goalie host, Simon Pastor. Joined this holiday with my faithful squad mates, Adam Pastor and Matthew Menny. How are we doing, lads? Uh, this has been my first like week off in a long time, and it has felt busier than most of my weeks on. So there's mm-hmm. that. Yeah, somehow my, uh, my four-day break between semesters has ended up not being all that much of a break because I was still doing assignments into the first day of the break and I still have a test that I got an extension for like on the first day of the new semester so it hasn't really been a break so far but yeah it's going okay. I had the opposite experience where I mean partly because I live alone um, but I took I had last Friday off not last like this most recent one I guess but it doesn't matter. They don't know. I don't know when you're listening to this. I had a Friday off at some point, and then I took the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, and it wrapped around my birthday. So I had six days off. In the first three days, like that was my regular Friday off because I got every second Friday off. Great. Love the three-day week. And then the fourth day, awesome. Wow. I get to go to bed on a Sunday. I don't have to get up on a Monday. Amazing. And then go to bed on Monday and wake up on Tuesday. That's pretty cool. And then about midway through Tuesday, and that's going to lead into a game that I was playing on Tuesday, it kind of hit me. I'm like, I'm just like killing time like i don't want to be working (laughs) because i don't like working but everyone i know is working and it's not like i could just you know it's not like the summer where i could go and ride a bike or something like i'm still stuck inside so just like okay yep it's another day and uh and also partly when you live alone and you work from home uh working in in microsoft teams calls are (laughs) crucial for human interaction so those last few days i was a little bit stir crazy maybe which didn't help because i played a game that adam recommended heartily uh so we could start there uh return of the obra din which of course we won't spoil in case anyone else there wants to play it including matt but uh, as has been discussed before i believe by adam um the gist of the game is you have a magical compass pocket watch whatever the heck it is i think it's called a compass yeah i think it is um yeah and you go into you. It's the graphics are heavily stylized, but actually it kind of works. It takes a little while to get adjusted to, but I thought it worked in the end. Uh, and that, but you go onto a ship that's like mysteriously returned to dock, and then you have to one by one through. Uh, you have to basically find the bones of dead people, and then the clock allows you, or the compass allows you to go into their final moments and basically see them at time of death. So it's like a freeze frame at time of death but then sometimes 
when you're in the memory, you go like memoryception. Sometimes when you're in the memory of someone's bones, then you'll see another body, and then so within the memory, you can then go into that body's memory, and so that's how you go through. And so the game was actually like I I kind of played it wrong. I feel like, but there's no way to play it again, right? Because I spent the first you know like the first few names the game gives you basically you have like a shipping manifest not a shipping manifest just a list of everyone's on the board on the ship yeah. you're just their their name and their title and uh and, and then you have a bunch of and their nationality yes right and then a number also yeah. important <laughs> and then uh obviously in the memories people aren't wearing name tags so you just have to hope that someone says like hey steve come over here and check us out and you're just like check for steve's damn it there's five steves <laughs> But yeah. he kind of had a Russian accent, and there's only one Steve, you know, yeah, with a Suka Russian. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you have to figure it out in that way. Uh, and so that was kind of satisfying, except I spent the first, like, majority of the scripted sequences being like, okay, I guess at some point they're going to give me more names here. And then it gets to the point where the game's like, and you're out of memories. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. So I was just kind of walking around the ship doing everything I paying more attention to things I should have done before. So the game was good. Uh, I don't know if I adored it, adored it, but the game was very good, but it partly didn't help that I was in the middle of an existential crisis while sitting alone. That just It got to a point where, and Adam, we already talked about this, so I know it didn't hit you the same, but it, it got to a point where just looking at the, the cold, dead eyes of people who were either in the process of dying or about to... <laughs> like i'm gonna look at this guy and i know he's gonna get stabbed in the heart by a knife in five minutes and i'm just staring at him and so just like wandering around and to be clear it's not a traditional horror game like no no jump scares. nothing is ever yeah. no jump scares nothing is ever a threat to you at no point does the thing that i know i've said before is the number one scariest thing for me when things that aren't moving are supposed to move but it's the same thing. Like, who among who among us, and I count you listeners, I challenge you this, can just stare out an open window at night and no and no part of your brain is like, something's going to jump out and walk <laughs> in front of this window. Like a clown yeah. is going to walk in front and I'm going to shit my pants and die. <laughs> and uh, in that order. So, like, I, I kind of had that worry in the back of my head that I was like, if one of these motherfuckers blinked, I don't know that I could sleep for a week. Uh, <laughs> Thank God they didn't. So yeah, just it was a it was a good game. I enjoyed it, uh, but it did. I probably should have spaced it out over a longer period of time because just staring at all the future corpses started to like bloodborne uh, added to my insanity. <laughs> I started to see the uh, I'm forgetting the name of the bloodborne people. It's been like a, a year since we played bloodborne. Man, yeah, time mm-hmm. flies. I should probably cancel my PlayStation Plus subscription. No, it's been a year. We should probably play Bloodborne again. <laughs> uh, Let's put that motherfucker to good use. But uh, Actually, no, you should be picking up the free games for PlayStation Plus, Adam, which I think this uh, month, January, so get it while you can, is uh, Dwarf... What's it called? Dwarf Mining Core Dwarf or something Fortress? like that? Oh. What's no, it's the Dwarf one. I actually bought it on Steam because my friend was like, this is a great co-op game. We should play it together. And then... We literally never did. Deep but Rock I think Galactic. I still own it. I, Deep I, Rock Galactic. Yeah. I just searched dwarf mining and that's what came up. Oh yeah. Apparently it's FPS. super fun. Okay. Yeah. So uh, if if everyone if all three of us have PlayStation Plus and it's free on PlayStation Plus this month, 
I believe for PS4 and PS5. We should check that out because apparently it's quite good. Also, it's a little advertisement. Play for that's free on PlayStation Plus this week. Hmm. People, I have a little bit of work to do to do anything on my PS4 right now because oh, no. big drama for me. My PlayStation account was banned. What? What did you do? For uh, well. If, if you remember, back in the fall, my PSN account was hacked. Yes. And someone bought, like, almost $1,000 worth of games on the PSN store. Uh, which, so I, like, you know, contacted my credit card company and we sorted that out. Which, uh, like, I guess it took Sony a long time to figure it out. But that was a problem with them. Because, uh, like, initiating chargebacks on your credit card apparently just insta-banned. Um so I guess I should have gone through Sony instead of going through the credit card company to get my money back. Sony did not appreciate it. So I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to figure stuff out with them now that doesn't involve me uh, paying for $1,000 worth of games that I don't want. <laughs> Yikes. But at the moment, but... it is inaccessible. Damn. Well, I mean, yeah, that's, that's like, I, I would hope that they have like their customer service would be good enough that, that someone can find a look into that for you. But on the other hand, I totally understand why they don't want people buying stuff and then calling the credit card company immediately and then be like this was i was hacked to give this money back to me and then they get all this stuff for free yeah no it's, it's one of those things when i when i saw it, the explanation i'm like like that makes sense i get it but like come on <laughs> you know i i don't think it'll be an issue because like you know they were the ones that told me it got hacked like they know what happened uh, yeah. i've just got to deal with it but it has been one of those things where i like go to you know sony customer support try to log in your account has been is suspended okay so i'll phone them you phone them what's your issue like here's the issue okay go to our website and they just hang up on you and it's like great thanks anyway i'm sure we'll get sorted out but it's been a pain for the last like week or so i don't know how it took them this long to figure it out though because that happened in like late october november or something like that and and i only got banned like last week so anyway hopefully that'll be resolved soon Weird group of things. Adam, how's uh, how's your week been going? What have you been playing? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, what was I playing? Oh, I was playing Oxygen Not Included, because I was going to buy ah, that yes. for you for your birthday, because it was on your Steam wish list, and then we did the uh, Everdell thing. And I'm I was glad like, you didn't. <laughs> also, because after playing it, I'm like, this would have been a... Uh, this is a cool game, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know well, if I wanted to blow the gift it's out. It's even there, like, even for me. It's And I, I like that kind of thing. Like, I sunk a lot of hours into RimWorld. Um, and it was basically that. But it it ratchets up very quickly. Um, but yeah, it's, it's you know, again, for those who don't know, it's basically, if you've played RimWorld, it's just that. Um, you are this little group of survivors on a, inside an asteroid, I believe. And uh, you sort of have to just negotiate food and water and oxygen, uh, hence the name. And that's basically it. But the thing, it, the thing that gets sort of overwhelming is how much technology you get super quickly. Like, it, it, like I was, I don't know, a couple hours into a run, and then it starts talking about automation. And I'm like, okay, are you going to explain any of that to me? No, I'm just supposed to figure it out for myself. Okay. Um, so I, f- I found the early game quite fun once I've gotten into a rhythm of it. But the mid-game, it's like, oh, there's suddenly a lot more going on here because I have to deal with pipes and, and automation and whatnot. And I'm like, I think I need to watch three or four Let's Plays and come back to this. Um, 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. The early game is quite fun, but then I watched a Let's Play that was two hours and a bit long on just water management in the mid-game. Yeah, I've seen that and, one too. Yeah, and I was like, after watching that, I, I it, it's kind of like that old joke. It's like when you watch a super like great guitar video, and it's like, this this video inspired me to give up on guitar. Like, it, yeah. it was similar to yeah. that with Oxygen Included. I was like, this is so intense. I know I'll never get there. I don't mind, like, running around in the early game, but, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I get that. But that's uh, that, That's the main thing, I think. I've... Oh, and, of course, uh, more Beat Saber. I've been doing more of that. Yeah, yeah. I finally got a chance to try out that, that VR. It's pretty cool. It is. It is an experience. Yeah, it is pretty cool. I finally got a chance to try it at, uh, at the house, and... Um... Beat Saber was cool. I don't know if I was like quite as wowed as you were, but maybe it's because I didn't have as long to, to play it. It was definitely fun. But what wowed me the most, you were you were one hundred percent right about the VR. Like you put it on, you're transported, and I was like in awe of how effective it was. And then like again, Beat Saber very impressive. But what was even more impressive was that demo that you had me play. Yeah. And it was one point where I got turned around and the world was so convincing that I, I just told you and I wasn't trying to be rude, but I'm like, Adam, please don't talk because I don't know where you are. So I don't know where I am in the room <laughs> in right the now. Reels. And I yeah. just genuinely got totally lost in this other world. And then we played very briefly uh, a couple of rounds of Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. And in that game, like your character is at a desk and you're standing at the desk, but your character's at a desk and there's like a chair under you. And I said, I looked at that chair, and then you pushed a chair under me. And so I looked down at a fake chair, and then I sat down on a real chair, and my mind just was blown. That was like <laughs> one of the one of the first one of the first times in a really really long time, and I mean maybe since like the fucking Wii came out, that I was like, holy shit, I'm in the future. <laughs> like that was like first smartphone vibes like just playing that demo and being like oh my god like the things it can do yeah it was, uh, yeah it was really impressive um i'm looking forward to doing more vr stuff now that i have it yeah like i i never would have particularly considered trying to get one myself but now i think it's going to be on the list i think earlier than that on the list i do at some point i want to get a 3d printer i want to make some goddamn minis man but I digress. I uh, d- is there anything else? I do have something that I want to talk about that's going to lead into our next up, but I don't want to skip over what you guys have been doing. So, is there anything else that you got, Matt? We even go to you. Uh, honestly, I haven't been doing much outside of Unite because the sort of end of semester uh, rush kind of took over. I really haven't had time for stuff the last last week or so. So, it's pretty much our like lunchtime Unite has been about uh, all the games I've been able to squeeze in the last couple weeks. Damn. That's beautiful because it's been so much fun, but that is that is also tragic. Uh, okay. So the two things that I want to bring up, one is news. So obviously uh, earlier this past week, I think it was, Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard or bought Activision, which owns Blizzard, among other things. Like I think the other big um, thing that it owns is the Call of Duty franchise. Uh, so that's pretty big. Um, but it bought them for something like 69 point something billion dollars which is staggering for a number of reasons first of all microsoft owns a lot of corporations now but apparently they're still third behind i believe it's um tencent and sony 
So, like, even with Microsoft acquiring Activision Blizzard and they acquired Bethesda last year, like, there's still, like, this is, it's just, people are just keep getting scooped up kind of thing. And Activision Blizzard was a big one. But the other astonishing thing is, if especially if anyone's seen it in the news, and I know I've talked about it a few times on air, but <laughs> Blizzard's been going through a, a lot of troubles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially kind of, like, I got my foot kind of still in the Overwatch community. And Overwatch has just been a shit show ever since um, Papa Jeff... The, uh, the former game director stepped down. We weren't totally sure why, and then all these sexual assault and harassment claims started coming out. One of the characters had to get renamed. Um, what, really? They, like, yeah, the McCree. Because he was named after an employee who they was didn't named want after him employee. to be named after anymore. Oh, my goodness. Exactly. So McCree is now named uh, Cassidy. Cole Cassidy, I believe, which is a pretty cool name. But the problem is I find myself in everyone. It's just so hard. Like, it's a reflex, you know, when you're just, like, calling out mid-game. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, guys, there's a Widowmaker up there. Got to watch out for this. Stay back from this Ryan. It's got alt. There's a cre- fuck. There's a Cassidy. Uh, <laughs> so those kind of things kind of get difficult. It'll be an adjustment for sure. But yeah, it's been wild. So it's like kind of crazy that they've been going through this much trouble, and that they still got sixty nine billion dollars. Like you thought maybe that would lower the asking price to something in the realm of reasonable, but no. But the thing is, I know there's a lot of people in the uh, Overwatch community that are hopeful because you might think that with a bigger company with bigger states stakes uh, might come more oversight. So people are, I mean, there's a constant back and forth in the Overwatch community right now. People who are hopeful are hopeful and people who aren't are less cynical and there's like, nothing's going to change. Stop getting high on hopium, which is a fun line. Um, But I put me in the the hopeful category, mostly because it couldn't possibly get worse. Like Overwatch 2 has been delayed. (laughs) Pretty much indefinitely. We haven't had a new character in like 18 months, almost two years. It's been a fucking mess. And so you have to think that when Microsoft acquired them, that they had some sort of plan for Overwatch because it's one of the big... Fr- like, I'm sure they're going to keep churning out Call of Duties, right? That's not going to be a problem. But you think that the possible revival of Overwatch would be a, a big reason to acquire that company and to pay that much fucking money. So, we'll see. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. I'm hopeful. I'm I'm hitting that hopium is what I'm doing basically. Yeah. I think to- I'm I'm always wary of like when giant companies are consolidated like this. But, uh, you know, Activision Blizzard has just kind of been like on a pretty steady downhill <laughs> ever since the acquisition, and- basically. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like like Microsoft has just has been doing really good things. Like I'm not a Microsoft, like a, I'm not an Xbox guy at all, but like from the outside looking at the things that they're doing, they've been doing good stuff. And for something like Activision or Blizzard, like if their biggest problem right now is how the people in charge have been running the company and treating the employees, getting new people in charge, I feel like can only help that. Yeah, like there's a there's a huge difference between. A small company that we love. Like, I feel like, let's, uh, I was just playing it this past week, like Super Mega Baseball. The people who made Super Mega Baseball, small company that we adore, they were bought by EA. It's not even the same stratosphere as this um, acquisition that we're talking about, right? But it's the same idea in that we like what they're doing. We don't like the, the stuff that EA's doing. And so you're worried that maybe the small company will lose its identity when it's acquired by the bigger company, this is literally the opposite. 
We do not yeah. like what Activision Blizzard is doing. We do like what Microsoft is doing in that they haven't had a ton of scandals, and I think they're honestly crushing it with Game Pass. Like a, for game, I'm very tempted to to get it just as like a way to save money. Like it, the amount of games that are on there is staggering. It's only oh, going to get better, and it's like a pretty reasonable price. Like was it like fifteen bucks a month or something like that? It's not much. It's 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 around like what Netflix or Disney Plus would be. Yeah, I I try to always compare it to like. What amount of money am I spending versus do I not feel like cooking today? So if I like went out for a cheeseburger and you know got the the whole fixings like the whole meal or whatever, that I could play every game in their library for a month, pretty much. Staggering. So mm-hmm. like what Nintendo's doing, don't like what Activision Blizzard's doing. Bobby Kotick, the soon-to-be former CEO of Activision Blizzard, seems like a Pardon my French, a real cunt. He seems like a real <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah. And there's all these reports coming out about him. He seems oblivious and like Overwatch 2 is delayed to high heaven because he had them going on like these, like he had the team going on these weird ideas that he then just scrapped. So consequently, it's been in development for forever, but it's like almost done, but it's not done, but it needs polishing because he keeps, this is what the reports are, he keeps distracting them by saying, hey, go do this, go do that. On top of the fact that they already lost a lot of the the leadership so i mean the real coup would be if they brought back some people who have left i don't know if they've gotten other jobs um but like hey been like i know you particularly like the big one would be jeff kaplan the former director right like hey you left because you didn't like what this company was doing it's under new leadership maybe we'll give you promotion come back we need your vision well that's what kind of happened with um the escapist the website they had a bunch of leadership troubles and a bunch of people, like basically everybody I watched except Yahtzee left. And then, uh, like the old people, one of the old um, editors essentially bought the company and said, reached out to a bunch of people and said, hey, uh, those guys were dicks, but I'm in charge now. Do you want to come back? And a bunch of them did, which was really cool. There you go. You love to see it. Speaking of things you love to see, because I want to keep this moving, we do have actually a couple topics. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. You love to see it. I've been playing the game. It's I think I mentioned it about Black Friday. I bought a bunch of games. One of the last ones to get to that I hadn't touched at all was Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, I wasn't super hyped for it because I guess, you know, I mean I know it's gotten good reviews, but with the amount of bad stuff we heard about the Avengers and still kind of when you look at the designs, after you're so used to seeing the the designs in the MCU, it is a bit jarring and hard not to think that they're like a no-name brand version of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Heroes. Yeah, President's (laughs) Choice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, But it it got good reviews, so like we were looking for a new game to play, and I said, okay, the story apparently in this is quite good. It's got an adaptive, not adaptive, but it's got like a customizable difficulty setting, and the combat was one of the things that people said was a little bit sketchy, especially at first. Like, you just had to wail on things for a long time. So I just cranked both my damage and enemy damage way up. I ah. figure this will it this will make it faster. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's like fair. you could you could do one or the other if you wanted to. Yeah. Like you could crank your damage up or heaven forbid you could crank him new damage up and your damage way down if you want to be there for forever. Because I mean you've got blasters, you play Star Lord. So you're just sitting there shooting for a long, long time. Uh but it, it the game is it's really good. I don't know if it's like on the same caliber is something like a spider-man ps4 because that was phenomenal and it's like spider-man's got a really fun set of powers it's easy to customize him yeah. star lord 
does have the disadvantage of being a guy with guns. Yeah. So <laughs> can't judge him too much. But pretty much the entire time, like there's very few moments where the group isn't talking. They're all very talkative. So it's hitting me with those like good Mass Effect vibes of like the really good group dynamics. The writing is tremendous. Star Lord's funny. A rocket is amazing. Like they're all as good, if not better, than their MCU counterparts. I swear to God. Like some characters, like Dave Batista's Drax, you might think that's kind of a dry character, but his perfect delivery nails it. This Drax is just as good. I swear to God. And like the the rock the rocket is just as good. Swear to God. Gamora is fantastic. Their their dialogue with each other is fantastic. They're always talking. You have like brief dialogue choices. It's more like a like just an A or B situation. You yeah. kind of have two different ways to react. So more your guide in the conversation than like a, it's not a traditional RPG in that sense, but I'm still enjoying it. I kind of get to push things in the direction that I want to. There's a lot of exploring. There is definitely some fighting. The fighting's not my favorite part. It's still, it's getting better as we get more abilities, but it's not my favorite part. Just a lot of exploring a really, really cool, interesting, different story. I'm going to different areas, seeing different things. The cast is entertaining. It's like, what what more could I want from the Guardians of the Galaxy game? This is it. They did it. They did the thing. It's not like a 10 out of 10, but like this is how to do Guardians of the Galaxy. Guys, it's a good game. If it's on sale, I don't know if I would pay 90 bucks for it, you know? But if you can find this game on sale for, I would say, anywhere between like 20 and 40, it's easily, easily worth your time, especially if you're a, a Marvel fan. And it's kind of nice to see versions of the characters outside of the MCU too. Like Chris Pratt, I think is, I think Dave Bautista is pretty tall. Like I think he's like 6'2 to 6'4, somewhere in there. But Chris Pratt's also tall. It's nice to see Drax tower over Star-Lord. That's very satisfying. Uh, and just to kind of see alternate designs, which again, we're jarring at first, but you get used to them. And they all keep their... Intri- I circle this word every week. They all keep their eccentricities. That's what I'll go with. So yeah, great time. Speaking of Marvel, we're here to not necessarily review, but discuss... The most hated Marvel movie that's ever come out. I think it's got the lowest, what is it, Rotten Tomatoes score or audience what, score or whatever it was. Worse than Black Widow? All of them, yeah. The Eternals got the worst rating of any Marvel movie. Wow. That's correct. Which to me is like, I don't want to sound like a super pretentious piece of shit, but this is me being about to do exactly that because at least like... Thor The Dark World and Black Widow and other like so-so Marvel movies are still like good popcorn movies that if you're like a you know just going to the you know you just you're just going to the movies because you want to be entertained you want to see some cool stuff and then not think about it too much I can see why you would like those over this but I thought I left this movie thinking this is actually pretty great I don't know where I'd score it well what was our tier list we had like the S tier. Oh, and by the way, I just want to say I also I rewatched Endgame again. Adam, you're still insane. <laughs> that, movie is, that movie is so good. It's so good. It's like it's not. It's like a good. It's a great series in finale is really what it is. So I understand why you might not like it as a movie. But I'm like every every part of it I like. It still like choked me up all these years later. Anyway. Uh, well, you know what? We haven't heard from... I'm not sure if just because he's on different Wi-Fi 
or if you actually dropped. So just confirm that you're still alive, Matt. I am I alive. I want to go to you. And kicking. I want to go to you first for your Eternals thoughts. When did you watch it, and what did you think about it? Uh, so I watched it yesterday afternoon. Oh, so this is very fresh Plus. for the two of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I... It's not my favorite Marvel movie of all time, but I, I cannot understand how it is possibly the lowest-ranked Marvel movie. Like, the, the, for me, it's, like, upper-mid-tier, kind of like a B plus. you know? There were some really good things about it. A couple of things that I think should have gotten a little bit more time, but there wasn't... I, I, didn't, I didn't have any major problems with it, so I, I can't even imagine... Like, I would struggle to see people putting it even in, like, the bottom half. But as the actual worst, I, I, I don't even get it. I, I checked the, the Rotten Tomatoes list. So I include, this is including everything, TV, movies. The, mm-hmm. bo- the bottom is Inhumans and then Iron Fist and then Eternals. Gross. Wow. Yeah. I forgot Inhumans even existed. So did um, I. But I haven't seen it, so <laughs> that helps. 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. Are you kidding uh, me? Um, so, but, but yeah, to, to get to the actual movie, I liked it a lot. Um, I feel like it could, there's a few things that could have used a little bit more, uh, fleshing out like a couple of one or two things that I felt like didn't, weren't really earned or like a couple of things that, um, just sort of felt like they ended out of nowhere and we just sort of moved on. But like overall, I really, really liked it. Um, I liked all of the Eternals themselves. I thought the characters were really well written. The acting was great across the board. Um, I thought their interactions were good. I would have liked to see a little bit more of just them, uh, their relationships with each other. But, uh, you know, overall, I thought everything was done well. And I I think in a nutshell, I would have, everything there was, I would have liked to just have a bit more of it. But everything that was there, I thought was really good. I had a great time with it. So if we go back to our tier list, uh, and I think I even ranked it in the tier list because I was the only one who had seen it at the time, but it was Transcendent, was a top tier with, uh, well, I wouldn't even read them off as too many damn movies. Uh, Transcendent, genuinely a great movie, good superhero movie, worth the price of popcorn, and forgettable. Where would you, Matt, put Eternals? Hmm. Uh, hmm. It w- it's it's on the line between a good uh, no good g- yeah no good good superhero movie yeah like sol- solidly good superhero film okay Adam before we hear your feedback where would you put it in that list uh, probably the same place um, trending tr- trending upward toward the whatever the one above it is genuinely a great movie yeah. that's exactly where I had it yeah. I yeah. had it I would have it like the movie. top half of that tier yeah. Yeah, the upper half, probably with, uh, I mean, it's just a, it's a, it's a pretty good tier. There's a lot of good movies in there. But above, we had it above Thor, uh, Ant-Man, Ant-Man 2? Yeah, both, Ant- both Ant-Mans. Uh, Iron Man 2, Captain Marvel, Hulk, Thor the Dark World, Iron Man 3, and Black Widow. Yeah, it's a better movie than all of those. Fight me. Yeah, miles better than Black Widow. Yeah, not not even close. Yeah, even yeah. of the recent ones, it's like it's not even like oh yeah, you know you're forgetting about like Thor two back in the day. That wasn't very no. Like if you just go back to like one movie before it, it's like this one is so much better. Yeah, my, well, too. my biggest problems that I had with the movie by far was actually a technical issue 
and not really with the movie itself in that I watched it on Disney Plus with the, I think they call it IMAX enhanced version of the movie uh, because part of this movie was shot in IMAX and part of it was shot uh, not in IMAX. So different parts of the movie have different aspect ratios. Mm. And the parts that are in IMAX look great. I never noticed when it changed to IMAX. I just thought, hey, this looks really cool. The problem is, is when they come out of IMAX, uh, because it's not, for the most part, it's not like there's this big whole sequence that's shot in IMAX and then some other sequences or whole scenes that are shot normally. There are a couple sequences like that, like the beginning and the end of the movie are pretty much all in IMAX. But then throughout, you'll get action scenes where one shot will be IMAX and then the next shot won't be. And then the next shot is IMAX and then the next shot won't be. Mm. And it's it was so distracting. I almost gave up on the IMAX version about 15 minutes in and then decided like, no, th- let's watch it how they intended, even if it's infuriating. Because, um, yeah, I think it, it took me probably two thirds of the movie to get used to it switching back and forth all the time. Every time it happened, I was like fully distracted for like 10 seconds. Like, because you don't really actually notice the change. You, you can just tell that something is different and you're like, oh, that's weird. What changed? Oh, what? Oh, I haven't been listening for the last 10 seconds. Okay, let's go back. Um, so that was actually my biggest problem with the movie, which isn't, I mean, it's sort of the movie's fault. It's sort of not, I, I don't know, but I, I found that was pretty annoying. I, but I like the IMAX. It's just the switching back and forth like every five seconds I found so distracting. Yeah, I think I had a major advantage a, being the only one to see this one in theaters. And also, honestly, it helped, I think, that I saw it shortly after I saw Dune. Because do you guys see – and Adam, I'm going to go to you in a second here. But do you see what I was talking about? It Does, does it have the same vibe or was I crazy? Like it's just a sweeping epic. It's kind of slow-paced. you got these broad shots of these in, like almost hard-to-even-fathom visuals. Are they – they're cut from the same cloth, no? No. No. No? It's not the – No. <laughs> <laughs> like I enjoyed Dune and I enjoyed this, but I would, it, like I would never make that comparison. Well, okay, Matt. I mean, I I can, I can see what you mean for like a few scenes in terms of the sense of scale, like the the finale, um, like with the ending shots of uh, I don't know how spoilery we want to get with it, but the guy, uh, the guy, are, you've had the you, guy. It's on it's on Disney Plus. <laughs> you've had time. Yeah, it's on you. Spoilers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the like the shots at the end. W- which were in IMAX and looked beautiful of, you know, like the, the new celestial, like coming out of the earth. I, I definitely got some Dune vibes. Um, I don't know about the movie as a whole, but there's, yeah, not the structure of the movie. Maybe that was the wrong way to phrase it, but just like, there's not a lot of movies that I go see where my brain struggles to comprehend the epicness of what its eyes are seeing. Mm -hmm. And these were just two back-to-back movies that both did it. Like, I didn't have that. I liked it, but I didn't have that in Shang-Chi. There's no, oh, sorry, Shang-Chi. There's nothing in Shang-Chi that I was like, I can't believe what I'm seeing here. Or Black Widow. Or any of the other movies that I watched this year that were all enjoyable. But those back-to-back ones definitely did. Okay, Adam, what were your thoughts? Um, so, yeah, well, I mean, uh, sort of as summed up, I really liked it. Uh, I th- Like Matt, I have nitpicks. Um, there's a couple things I wish we'd seen more of and a couple of things that sort of get pulled out of the movie's ass, uh, so to speak. And like, that's, you know, Duriger for, um, superhero movies, but it's not usually quite this obvious. 
um, since we're doing spoilers, the, the, the moment that sticks out most to me was near the end of the film. And actually, even though I just watched this, I remember, like, none of their names. Um, <laughs> but when the... Um, and you, uh, when Icarus is having the fight with the mind control guy, it starts with the name starts with Druig. Druig, that's it. Um, and and like he just gets, it, he, like Druig just gets smoked, and then it's like, well, that's the end of that. And I'm like, well, I guess they killed another one. I'm like, okay. And then he just comes back, and he's fine. <laughs> and I'm like, and then he goes to uh, Cersei. And goes, yeah, this is on you now. And I'm like, dude, you're here. You're okay. Like, there's barely a scratch on you. Like, I mean, yes, I know that the narrative says she has to do this, but you should look more crap kicked out of. Like, you should look more nearly dead. Um, yeah, I thought that moment was weird, too. It's like, aha, he's dead. It's like, are you sure? He didn't look dead. No, no, he's dead. Okay, yeah. I guess he's dead. And then ten minutes later, aha, I wasn't dead. It's like, oh. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. Sure. I guess. <laughs> and I would have thought that the, um, the whole the healer of the party is gone would have been slightly more impactful in that moment. But no, no, they're all just they're all just fine. Um, There's some tough robots. It, like yeah, essentially <laughs> yes. Spoilers. Um, but uh, the yeah the the thing that kind of bugged me is that the there there was no sort of. There was no in-between. It was like, uh, if a fight didn't kill you, there was no consequence to it. And the only thing that killed you was not really you dying. It was you getting your, like, programming rev uh, revoked. Yeah, like brain sucked up yeah, by the one. by the, uh, the deviant. Getting Mr. Smith. Yes, by the getting, that's even better. <laughs> getting Mr. Smith, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, so I, I wasn't a huge fan of that. I, speaking of the deviants, I was real mad at how that arc ended yeah um, very disappointing that was, oh, that yeah. was very very disappointing uh but uh, again i don't want to sound super negative because i really did enjoy the movie i i liked uh, i liked all the eternals i'm i'm gonna echo exactly what simon said i, I th and matt said i think all of them were good i liked all the personalities uh i would have liked to see a bit more interplay but i thought we got enough of it um i thought sprite was going to be really annoying at the start of the movie but by the end i was a big fan uh, yeah, no, there there wasn't a there wasn't a bad one in the bunch. I thought that was uh, I was kind of and that was one of the main criticisms. Sorry, oh, go ahead. I just I thought I was gonna like because like it's a bunch of people I don't know, and then Angelina Jolie, and I'm like I'm a little worried that she's gonna run away with the show, but no, like she was clearly unique and had her own thing, but it tied really well into the plot, and she didn't overshadow the rest of them. So yeah, no, I thought that was I thought that whole set was really really good. Yeah, like that one of the main criticisms like that they talked about back then that I didn't have a problem with when I watched it because I can remember telling you guys about it was that people were just like, there are too many characters. I'm supposed to keep them straight. Like, I didn't have any problems keeping them straight. I knew exactly who everyone was. I, I had felt like I had a pretty good handle on what each and every one of their powers were. Even the ones that weren't in there that much, like Makari, I believe her name is the speedster. She wasn't in the movie as much as some of the other ones were, but I still had a pretty good handle on who she was and what her powers were. I thought that they're like the back and forth that they all had with each other was good. It's the classic case of when the movie missed, it missed big, but when it hit, it hit home runs that no other MCU and few other movies 
do. Like, I'm not a history person, but I thought it was super cool when they were jumping back and forth throughout history. And now they're in, like, the ancient Aztec times. And they're having these big philosophical conversations. Like, hit me with all the philosophical conversations, of course. But they're having these big philosophical conversations about, like, we want to save the world because we're on it. But should we? You know, and that just it's a conversation that you don't have. It's almost like a a Game of Thrones-esque conversation, which is ironic considering part of the cast here, uh, especially for me and Matt. But it's just like, where's that line from George R.R. Martin where he says, we don't know Aragorn's tax plan, you know? Like, these guys all save the world, but it's the classic thing of they're going to save the world that was going to die. So it's like, we're going to want to destroy the world in order to save it. Well, you can't do that, so we're going to stop you. Okay, so then what's your plan for stopping the problem that was going to come up, you know? You could even say that with Thanos. Like, obviously, deleting half the population isn't a good solution. But we are going to have resource problems at some point. He's not wrong. So yeah. I really liked every single time that they, they sat back and they actually just had a serious conversation about that stuff. And uh, I need to give a shout-out to, uh, what's his name? Kingo and his valet or butler? Yes. Go? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. His va- yeah, he's Those valet. two were hysterical. Anytime they were on the screen, it cracked me up. He was like, I tried to stab him three times. I've already apologized for that, sir. Yes, but not quite enough, though. And then he keeps talking. But almost. I'll let you know. <laughs> almost. I'll let you know. Yeah, he was... He was so funny. Both those characters very entertaining. And I love the confidence to have him sit out the final fight. Like, you just wouldn't see that in many superhero movies. Yeah. It's like, I don't agree with you. I agree with him. But I still like you. So I'm just going to sit this one out. It didn't, like, in a lot of movies that might feel like, oh, you didn't want to pay him for that final scene. But this one, I thought, I felt the love between all of the characters. Let's put it like that. Yeah. Like, I felt like they all did care about each other. That Their dynamics with each other was great. Um Anytime a large group of them were interacting, I was pretty much um, tuned in. And then the other thing that I want to throw at you guys, because I heard it in a review, and then I said it myself a few months ago when I first talked about this, but the movie, there's like a point in the halfway point, right, when Cersei sees uh Arishem? Arishek. that's his name the or is it Arishem? Shek? Arishem? I don't, it's definitely I... an M what? okay Arishem then yeah that's yeah, yeah he's she sees Arishem, and Arishem kind of explains the plot of the movie to her and uh I believe the quote from Eric Voss of New Rockstars was you're either in or you're out at that moment yeah and so it sounds like I was definitely in because you hit me with those visuals and I was like whoa this is the craziest shit I've ever seen uh and I was totally sold it sounds like Matt I'll go again to you it sounds like you were in Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was in. Nice. Yeah, so that one's, that part's confirmed. That's the C. Just get to that moment. If you don't like it, you can tune out. Adam, you're the same? Yeah, I was in. There you go. Yeah, I, I feel like when, when movies try to get philosophical, you always run the risk of the audience not, a, not being on board with the philosophy of the characters. And at that point, like, all hope is lost for yeah. you being invested in them. Um, and I, I don't think many in the audience would be on the side of like, yeah, let's destroy the earth, uh, you know, to, uh, to have new galaxies be born. Um, but I think it really earned the, the characters being on that side of it, uh, with the exception of Sprite. I didn't love that one, but, um, you know, it, that, that's always a risk. And I think it, it worked really well. Like I understand why, you know why they had to split the party um and yeah like you mentioned with with kingo like he's not there in the last fight because like he's on the quote-unquote bad guy's side but like 
the character earned the fact that like he doesn't he's not gonna like he thinks this way but he's not gonna fight his family over it like they, you know they disagree but he's not a fanatic um and they they had a lot of room for nuance but in the interactions and the beliefs of the characters which i think went really well yeah nail it on the head totally 100 percent uh there was another thing that I want to... The friend that I went to see it with said that she called uh, Icarus turning evil pretty much as soon as she saw him. Was that obvious to you guys? Because it went completely over my yes. head when he turned bad. I was like, what? Yes, that was that was perfectly obvious. Okay, I so... Thought... Yeah, stop getting ahead of the plot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, th- I thought he was going to at first with like, you know, I mean, just with the name Icarus, you're assuming he's going to have some kind of downfall. But the movie actually did convince me that that it wasn't uh you know then when it happens it's like well his name is icarus of course he was going to um but i i, I was fooled i i thought he was going to end up being good see yeah i i'm maybe i'm the i'm the dumbest of all of us then because i didn't even think that far i didn't even think about his name it wasn't until the very end when he literally flies into the sun that i was like oh my god his name is icarus and they did the thing where they made him fly the-. so i could see how that would like make a lot of people like throw up because it's so on the nose yeah but because I'm such a dope and I was just going along with everything the movie was telling me, I'm like, oh, they did the thing. That's so clever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Icarus is okay. He was actually, he was the only one of the whole group that it actually took me a little bit of time to get on board with him. I Because he sort of starts off as the like stoic, almost alien, like detached kind of personality in his maybe like the first two scenes or so. Um, so he was actually the only one of the group that it actually took me a little bit to, to end up liking him. But, um, I wanted to say earlier, I was surprised to hear that, uh, the, the characters and having, and, or that too many characters was a common issue with the movie because there's a bunch of characters, but I really don't think there's too many. I think the movie actually does a remarkably good job of differentiating them and, and, and their powers. Like I, uh, I, I can still probably remember all their names. I know which power belongs to who. I know like who sort of who's friends with who and what they all do. And for like a 10 character group after one watch, I feel like that's actually pretty impressive. Yes, it is. Yeah. Like not on my part, on the movie's part. Yeah, on the part. movie's part. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that's... Uh... Yeah, like, uh, and, and a lot of their character, a lot of their powers look similar. Like they all, all their powers have a similar kind of aesthetic uh, going on. Um which I, I like, by the way. Actually, I really like the look of their powers and the whole sort of uh, aesthetic of their uniforms and stuff like that. But for everything to look that similar and still have it be clearly differentiated, um, I think means they did a very good job with that. Yeah. The, the thing that I want them to take away, because I, I don't want to spend too much time on this, I guess, because we do have a couple other things. But the, the thing that I um, don't want Marvel to take away from this is, like, don't stop experimenting like this like just because black widow was better received i hope that's somewhere inside their cold uh mouse-eared heart that they understand that this was a fundamentally better and more important like a definitely a more important this movie like changed a lot of shit yeah like certainly more than black widow did but like one of them was a popcorn movie the other one wasn't and one of them had like more named like someone that we were more familiar with than scarlett johansson and and then this one didn't so that's that's kind of a shame but i just hope that they don't look at like the rotten tomatoes review and then be like nope that's it it's we're done getting like other than james gunn who's a big one and i guess the russos like i I remember i was just uh let me back up and explain my thought process here over the past few days i've been watching a lot of wes anderson movies 
because mm-hmm. I noticed that they're all on Disney Plus and like I don't know if you guys have this. I have this both with movies and definitely with music where there's like a few artists I'll say where I've seen like or seen or heard one or two of their things and I'm like I'm a really big fan of them. It's like do you and then the the streaming service is like do you want to see more of them? I'm like no 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 no. <laughs> I don't want to see more. I like the two things that I like, so I'll say that I like them, but I'm not going to go down the back catalog. So I was kind of thinking about that when I was like thinking about Wes Anderson. I'm like I've seen three or four of his movies and I I really liked all of them, but I didn't really have a lot of desire to go see the other ones. So I finally did. I knocked three more off my list and I still have a few more to go. Uh, and I was kind of enjoying that. And I was I watched um, one that I'd already seen again, but she hadn't. I watched the Grand Budapest Hotel with my girlfriend. She hadn't seen it. And I was like, this is, you'll be able to feel the director in every scene in this movie. You know, and then when you watch something like even a very good movie, like we'll say No Way Home, like could, could anybody, after seeing three Spider-Man movies by him, tell me the directorial style of John Watts? No, like I can't. No, you don't feel it at all. And it's like in the MCU, like James Gunn, definitely. Yes. The Russo Brothers, definitely. You could feel what it's a Russo Brothers movie. There's probably a few others that I'm thinking, but a lot of them feel like Marvel movies, you know? And this Mm -hmm. one felt different. It felt like directorial choices were made by Chloe Zhao. And uh, and I particularly love the scale of the movie. I thought that was brilliant. I I talked about it earlier with the Dune thing, but... I don't want them to look at – I could not tell you who directed Black Widow. <laughs> I don't want them to look at bland, generic, popcorn Black Widow and look at interesting, different, um, stylized Eternals and be like, one of these is trash and the other one is amazing. I hope they still – I mean, still I, I do want them to do that, like creators just to... not that way around. Correct. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's definitely the – you way. can very easily imagine how someone could look at how – this movie was received and take the absolute wrong lessons from it. Like it would yeah. be very easy for them to do that. So I really, really hope they, they learn the right ones. We can only hope. Okay. So we're running out of time. There was something that I wanted to do. Um, and I know Adam's got something he wants to do. And then we have our usual thing. So what I was going to do is, so I'll just put this into your guys's heads and maybe we'll do it next week. Uh, in fact, yeah, we'll definitely do it next week. I was just going to go around and have us, like, pitch. Because, ne- well, next week we're going to have those of us who are going to get it. We're going to have Arceus. It's, like, coming mm. soon, guys. Wild. Um, I need to buy I a fucking want Switch. To... You are going to have oh. to buy a fucking Switch. I'm so sorry. But anyway, <laughs> I wanted to go through uh, all the Pokemon uh, fossils and pitch them, but without the rock type. What would they have originally? So originally I was thinking, let's divvy them up. And then I'll, like, do the random number generator. But, I, you know, I just kind of thought maybe we should just, like, town hall this shit. Okay. So maybe, you know what, new idea. We're going to do a generation a week, and that's going to make this little segment last even longer. We're going to have three or four segments to end every show. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll candy cane it. We'll do this segment, and then, Adam, we're going to do your thing, and then I have a couple of uh, facts trivia at the end. And that way we'll be covered, and we'll see how long everything takes. Let's do uh, generation one. What... Do we think the Generation 1 Pokemon, the fossils, we so have Kabutops and Omastar, Omastar Kabutops, and, and Aerodactyl. And Aerodactyl. That's three of them. So does anyone have a bold and interesting idea for any of them? Or is it just the relatively obvious Kabutops should probably be Waterbug? But then I, I thought about that, and then I thought, uh, but a bunch of them would probably, like, certainly Armaldo would also yes. be Waterbug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, damn. 
I should probably do something a little more interesting, but it just it kind of seems like a water bug. I, I I mean bold bold take for Kabutops. Maybe like do something like bug flying, and it's got the cool sort of like sword arms, and we could call it something like I don't like Scyther or something. You know, <laughs> just, <laughs> There's a good idea. That's yeah, it's not a bad theory. Uh, you have you uh, have you in the first half. I'm not gonna lie, but yeah, yeah to be clear. Just, I understand that, that was a joke, but to be clear, I think the Pokemon look the same. Maybe like whatever yeah. part of them that's rock has changed to something else. But uh, I just also remembering being triggered from last week. Adam pitching a Rowlet turning into a dragon. Uh, the Pokemon designs are staying the same. We're not Fine. reinventing the wheel here. I, I sorry. I think Aerodactyl could easily be Dark Flying. He's got kind of that aggressive style mm-hmm. common in Dark Pokemon. Looks yeah, a little yeah evil. especially now with like anything that could just like look at you the wrong way. They're like dark. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's do the the converse. I think let's make uh, Omastar a fairy. It's already got the god. Like, isn't it God? Is that the Helix fossil? Yes, the God that yes, we worship. That's it. Yeah. That would be like such. First of all, I mean, it's kind of cute. You could like give it cuter eyes. Like, I think uh, Almanite has really cute eyes. It right? does. Yes. Like you're crazy. Yeah, no, you're not crazy. Just yeah, cutify the whole eyes. thing. Call it a fairy type. Water fairy. I don't. Th- I don't see anything wrong with that. Actually, that would work pretty well. I. I actually wouldn't mind Omastar going the other way and being a dark type, and they sort of lean into like the Cthulhu ness oh. of it. Never mind. Some, Never mind. Sort of that's like, so much better. Yeah, that's, that's being so much better. some that's, sort of like better. monster of the deep with his like tentacles and spiked shell and. Yeah. I. I mean, it's not that big of a Pokemon, but if we keep the design the same and just make it larger, it's not that far from like a Kraken-esque yep. sea monster. No, I'm, I'm with you. Water dark. Let's do it. It needs a third evolution that never got discovered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then you reason. just sold it to us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. It's going to be like the classic that you're exploring some cave and then you like crack it open and you find the third evolution to Almanite that hasn't been discovered in 30 million Poke years. Uh, and that would be why the cave was sealed yeah. to keep this thing from us. Horrifying. Man, that would even be a good like in canon reason for some of the fossil pokemon to get extra uh evolutions i don't not that many of them need them but if you're looking for extra for pokemon to slap evolutions onto yeah which i am a fan of them doing you know because you know i mean in canon there's these things aren't walking around we've only found a couple fossils of them so like why not oh we discovered another fossil why not yeah okay so then we come back to kabutops so we have our we're gonna do dark for both of them that seems wrong we can't do both of them Let's, you know what? Let's flip it up. Make Aerodactyl the fairy type. It's like it's like a raptor. You know how raptors are supposed to have uh, feathers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like all dinosaurs? Aerodactyl was supposed to have feathers and be way cuter. But it, because they like couldn't put together properly in the revival stage, they turned it into some sort of flying monster. <laughs> okay. There's that'd your be, idea. That would be Swap really them. cool, actually. Like... Again, even as an in-game thing, it's like, oh, yeah, the people in Kanto thought these uh, looked like this, but like now we know with our new Kasuian or whatever science that it actually looked like this. That'd be cool. Yeah, and that's it's kind of I know that Pokemon likes to imitate life, and that's the a main a major thing out of the dinosaurian arts paleontology. Some people who thought of that word before dinosaurian might say. <laughs> uh, that's like a main thing that we've heard in the past like several years, right? That the, we just fucked it up. We have no idea what the dinosaurs really looked like because what we've been seeing 
is wrong. Okay, so we got those two covered. Kabutops. But what? Where are we going to go with... I, the Kabutops isn't like a shtick that it like sucks the life out of you? Yes. That it, isn't that in some Pokedex yes, entry? Yes, it is. It, it will cut you and bleed you dry, essentially, yeah. So that's kind of fucked up. A little bit. <laughs> and uh, it is also yeah, red, very... red and blue Pokedex. I mean, I think if one of them is going to... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, no, no, no. Finish. Read the Pokedex entry. Oh, so it's red and blue Pokedex. It slashes prey with its claws and drains the body fluids. Actually, yeah. a, a lot of its Pokedex entries reference bodily fluids. I, I think we have to stick with bug for this one. Well, it's with bug, but what's the second? Or, you know, sorry, yeah, bug water. Yeah, yeah, bug water. Okay, so it's the obvious one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if bug was, like, so locked in my head that I was moving on because I'm like, we have to pick something else. Yeah. So that means we might have to get a little more creative with Armaldo. Uh, I can't wait. I mean, there's no Pokedex entry. Oh, there's no uh, fossils from Generation 2. Um, but Generation 3 fossils are a couple of my favorite designs. Also, the I had a really good idea that I'll save for the next few weeks for Aurorus. Yeah. On how to save Aurorus. I'm very excited about that. But um, that'll be the end of that. We'll talk about Gen 3 fossils next week. Adam, you got something for us? I do. Okay. So I, I don't remember where I had this idea. But... Um, Actually, before I before I tell you what it is, I'm gonna let you guys dig your own grave here. What is your favorite tier in on Smogon? Um, what a risky question. I mean, I don't know because I mostly play anything goes Ubers using a bunch of random shit <laughs> like we did in our things. But if I had to pick where I would like want to be, I would probably go what's below OU. you you is below OU. you I would probably stay there because then I, I know that, like, what's his name? Wolfie did a video a little while ago about their complaints that all the Pokemon teams use the same thing. And he did a whole – have you heard of his Corsola Cup? No, I haven't. So he did this to prove a point. He ran something called the Corsola Cup where he, he and a few other, like, Poke competitive people – had like a battle where they were only using Corsola uh, every time. And so like they had to kind of like come up with movesets and a meta developed. And he was like, the point is, even though it's the same Pokemon, like the movesets are, I'm like, I get what you're saying. I understand. He had a very long video about this. I understand the point that you're saying that the same Pokemon could have multiple movesets. That would bore me to tears to see Corsola over and over again. I'm sorry. I know that sometimes it's got explosive. Yeah. Sometimes it's got scald. I get it. It's boring. And so that's why uh, I don't know that I could live in uh, OU. So probably you, probably you. Okay. Yeah, that would probably be mine as well. I like feeling like you're doing powerful things, but I also uh, always like being able to use kind of like underappreciated or like you know not just like the most optimized possible uh, Pokemon. Yes. Okay. So. Uh, give me a moment here. I'm glad you guys picked the same thing because you're going to be doing this together. So we are going to play a game of... Uh, I, I was debating how to do this, but I think this one will be the most entertaining. You guys ever watch Card Sharks? No. Okay. No. Well, you've gone. have you gone to a Jets game the last couple of years? Because they do this there too. Um, where they'll, yeah. they'll play the game on the board with uh, jersey numbers. Where they get somebody from the audience to go... Higher or lower? Higher or lower, yeah. That's that's what Card Sharks was, for the most part. Um, like there, there were other parts to the game show, but that was uh, that was one piece of it. So we are going to play that 
with UU usage percentage. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> so I am going to give you a Pokemon, and I'm going and I'm going to tell you where it is, and then I'm going to give you another Pokemon, and you're going to tell me were they higher or lower than the last one. Are you ready for a lot of random right. guesses? Adam? I am ready for a lot of <laughs> random guesses. Okay. But I, I'm going to make a rule because I want this to actually be interesting. I'm never going to pick anybody within 10 spots of each other. So there's always going to be some separation. So you're not going to do what they did where you have number two and then the guys yeah. that higher and then they it's, put number no, one on I the am, board I, Yeah, I'm never going to do that. Because I, okay. I, like, cause I think, for example... Number 141 is Tauros, and number 142 is Tyrantrum. And they're separated by a four thousandths of a percent. Yikes. So that's not interesting. Wow. Um, all right, but we will start with Tauros, who, as I've stated, is number 141 on this list. Mm -hmm. So your comparison Pokemon is Incineroar. Is Incineroar used more or less than Tauros? I'm going to guess less. I'll go more. Just <laughs> to hedge your bets. Uh, well, I feel like it had a niche. I, I don't remember. I don't know what I'm basing that on whatsoever, but I thought that it had a niche. So, yeah. Simon takes the point. It is more, or it is more, it is, Incineroar is ranked 81st. So almost oh, wow. uh, right. much higher up the list than, than Tauros. What's the percentage? You need to, don't uh, just give us numbers. Oh, all right. 1.197. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so we're dealing with fractions of, like, tiny, tiny, tiny numbers here. Okay. Yes, we are. Uh, unless you, once we get into, like, if we get into, like, the top 10, I'm literally generating them at random. Uh, then they will get much higher, but yes. All right, next. So we are. our baseline is now Incineroar. Your next Pokemon for comparison is Decidueye. Okay. I'm going to say higher. Lower. Simon is two for two. Decidueye oh. is, is ranked 157, also worse than Tauros. Get hacked. Get hacked, Decidueye. The same <laughs> Pokemon Unite, although it's lower Pokemon Unite, too. Never mind. Okay. Uh, next up is Nihiligo. Nihiligo. Compares to Decidueye? It's Compared to Decidueye. Yeah, I think higher, too. Higher is correct. Nihiligo is top 25. It is the 25th Pokemon. Yeah, like, the point where I was kind of surprised that's in UU. Yeah. So that's a pretty good Pokemon. Mm hmm Okay. Is, uh, Crobat. Is Crobat top 25? I think so. Ooh. It's fast. It's got defog. Yeah, I'll be controversial with Matt. I'll go top 25, yeah. No, it is not. So Simon is for wrong for the first time. Crobat is 74th. Damn, okay. Hmm. All right, we'll do one more. All right. This is for all the money. <laughs> well, okay, then here's what I'll do. I am going to name you... We'll do this one slightly differently. I'm going to name you three Pokemon. Two of them are going to be in the top ten. Okay. Which one isn't? Ready? Okay. Yeah. Jirachi. Conkeldur. Mandibuzz. 
I'm going to guess I, Jirachi. I feel like this has got to be a trick question. Because, like, as it hits me, Conkolder would be the... I mean, Jirachi's got Wonder Guard. Not Wonder Guard. But it can really fuck you up with the stun. Mandibuzz is really good. It's also a defogger. No, I'm going to trust my instincts. I'll go with Conkolder. You're going to say Conkolder is not in the top ten? Correct. And did Matt say the same thing? No, I said, said I said Jirachi. So you said Jirachi. For, for the small amount of time that I've actually followed the like VGC competitive scene, both Mandibuzz and Conkledur were like top tier at the time. So oh fuck, that was I mean that was a while ago now, but uh, you know I know they're at least pretty good. So I'm gonna go with Jirachi not being top ten. The I will I'll just I'll I'll do the answer by reading you the top ten list in order. Number one, Excadrill, Aegislash, oh, wow. Thunderous T. Number four, Conkledur. Four! My god, okay, wow. Hydragon, Hydragon, whatever. Amoongus, Skarmory. Number eight, Jirachi. Ah. Azumarill, both fucked up. Chansey. Mandibuzz isn't till 21. Yeah, but that's still like a fraction of a percentage, probably. <laughs> uh, no, okay, actually, I'll tell you that. Conkledur's percentage is 17.6. Jirachi's is 15.3. Mandibuzz is 10. Yeah, but how? what's it compared to number 10? Uh, what's, uh, Chansey is number 10. It's 13 and a yeah, half. Yeah, so 3%. Yeah. Okay, 3%. Damn. But there you go. That All right. That was uh, the inaugural edition of Random Pokemon Data. <laughs> Random Pokemon data. Well, it's time for some random facts. I got three of them for you, actually, because they're all pretty pretty short and sweet. In Generation 1, this is one of the newer stats. It's only from a month ago, but I think it's their highest rated Ooh. Pokemon fact, so that's pretty fun. In Generation 1, Vaporeon can learn Mist, but only under very, cert or very special conditions. Uh, in Yellow... Vaporeon is meant to learn both Haze and Mist at level 42. However, due to the programming being so bad, it is impossible for Pokemon to learn two moves at the same level. So my question for you is, it is possible for Vaporeon to get Mist. There's one specific way for it to work. How? In Gen 1? In Gen 1. Yeah. Okay, so breeding uh, wasn't a thing, so you couldn't have bred an Eevee that already had Haze. Yeah, it was... In Yellow specifically. In I, yellow. I think it... Okay. Yeah, it's probably. I don't think there's any new features, but they do clarify yellow, so I may as well say it. Okay. Was the like the move relearner or the move tutor thing then? I don't think. And I don't. I don't think was so. Haze a TM? That, that seems. Could you have taught it to it already? I don't think it was because that's not the answer. Okay. And neither was the move relearner. Yeah. That okay. seems a little bit too so, simple. So what we're dancing around here is like, just tell us if we're already off base. What we're dancing around is getting Haze on it already. Yeah. Is that, that's the idea? More or less. Okay, so we just have to figure out how. Well, how um, can, yeah, how can it, uh, it does have to, you do, the the Vaporeon is in your ownership. It's It's been caught at level 40, and by level 42, it is possible for it to have both mist and haze. Okay. There's one specific way, but clearly it's not from traditional fight a wild Pokemon or trainer level. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Um, 
I don't. I don't rare think candy? anyone trades you a Vaporeon. Not rare candy, but you're on the right path. Not trade, because the, the Vaporeon is in your possession the whole time. The whole oh time. right, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Um, so what other ways are there to level up? That's it. That's the last hint I'll give yeah. you. Cause yeah, yeah. Battling rare candy. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Um. Oh, uh, I I oh, can see daycare. it on the map. But I can, yeah, daycare. Yes, the daycare. If you put yeah, because they'll the ask daycare, you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you put a born in the daycare, uh, it will learn both. There you go. Right. All right. Number <laughs> number two. This was just kind of funny. Uh, more for Matt maybe than Adam, although I'm sure you both appreciate it. Everyone knows that the. Uh, the first legendary, uh, the legendary birds, not the first legendary birds, they're the only ones. They spell out Uno Dos Trace, right? Articuno, yeah. Zapdos, Small Trace. Yes. Uh, but if you take the front half of their names, what famous musician's name can you spell out? Oh. Arctic, Zap, and Molt. Molt? Uh, do you have to, like, rearrange Arrange the letters? Them? It's not just smash them together? Smash them together, yep. But you don't ha necessarily have to use all of the letters. It's not a perfect cut in half. Oh. Uh, okay. Zap mold. See, Zap makes me think of Frank Zappa, but I don't have. We don't have the rest of the letters. Yeah, I don't have that. letters for that. My, yeah. my first thought was, and it definitely wouldn't be it. But my first thought was Zap Brannigan. <laughs> um, uh, art. Damn, Arted this one's pretty tough, actually. So. Zap. I'll, I'll be out. You're using one of them. You take three letters. The other two, you just take the first two. Oh. Mozart. Mozart. Oh, hey, there we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was so silly. I 100% uh, had to write that down. Like, I had to write them in front of me. <laughs> I love when, when you get those and you're just sort of, like, putting things together and see if they make anything. And I'm like... Art Mozap. Is that a person? No, that's not a person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't know the, the classic songs by Art Mozap? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> he was big in the 60s. Okay. So here's the final quiz for you and the final section of today's episode. It is possible to deal zero damage with high jump kick and not hurt the user. Oh. Huh. Uh, did, does the user have Rockhead? No. Hmm, worth a try. Um, does it have to do with any kind of held items or anything like that? Definitely. Oh. Absolutely. Okay. Um, deal zero. Hmm. If. Oh my god. Okay. Is luck involved? If luck's involved, I think I know what it is. No. Okay, never mind. <laughs> this is repeatable. Okay. Hmm. So it, it involves an attacker uh, with an ability and a defender with uh, an item and a move used on them. <laughs> So this is <laughs> okay. quite the elaborate setup, is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. It's not something that you yeah, would yeah. normally okay. encounter. But okay. I think if you start 
I mean, I can give you more hints as we go oh, along, well, but I well, think once you get the first bit, it'll all yeah. come together. Let, okay, let, let's start with that. So we okay. So we need a specific attacking Pokemon, which has a specific. No. Oh, what? I thought you said an attack. Oh, okay. So atta- you need an attacking Pokemon. The, the, it can only be received by a single Pokemon. The, okay. the defender is specific, but it could be done by anybody. As long as they have uh, a specific ability. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Okay. But the defender has to be a specific Pokemon and holding a specific item? Yeah. Okay. It's possible to deal... So is it something to do with... And I can't remember the exact name of the item, but like the little float balloon thing? Air balloon? Air no. balloon? Okay. Okay. So, okay. The, the text of the question was... We use high jump kick. It does no damage, but we don't hurt ourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Oh. I think... Oh. Never mind. Hang on. Is okay. Is the ability that we need scrappy? It is scrappy. So we're attacking a ghost type. You are. But the ghost has to... Oh, it has to be one specific defending Pokemon. Yes. Okay. So, presumably, what's happening here is they're... The combination of what they are and what they're holding is negating our ability somehow. And sort of canceling the attack out. Not quite. Okay. I would not... I would say you're getting colder with that Okay. Okay. Because if... we had done something to switch abilities, then we wouldn't be able to hit because we wouldn't yeah. have Scrappy anymore. No, the attacker is attacking with Scrappy because Scrappy yeah. is a, a key part of this. Okay. okay. So the defenders. So you solved the attack. Yeah, the defender is uh, a ghost. Oh, type. oh, is it um, uh, Wonder Guard? Yes. Shedinja. Yes. What else? Oh, so it has to be okay. Shedinja. Yeah, good call, Matt. And it's holding That's... Focus Sash? Focus Sash. Yes, but then there's something else that you need to know something because else. something needs to happen to Shedinja in order for it to uh, it to work because Wonder Guard would negate. Oh, so that's that doesn't count as not doing damage. Correct. Wonder Guard would just make it still miss. So its oh, its okay. ability has been suppressed somehow. Yeah, Wonder Guard isn't the important part. The fact that Shedinja is locked in at one health is yeah. the important part. So that that's okay. okay. So Shedinja's ability has been suppressed somehow, but it still has one health and it has a focus sash. So when we hit it via Scrappy, it does no damage. Yes. Okay. That's the whole thing, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> like I, I it doesn't really matter how we suppress the ability. Um, I was thinking about that myself. I was like, this person used Worry, uh, worry Seed, seed but I guess it doesn't really particularly matter. So, yes, yeah. if you use Worry Seed on a Sedinja to suppress Wonder Guard, then you have a Pokemon with Scrappy. They use, uh, what's it called, Baneary's uh, yeah, Lopunny? Uh, Lopunny, yeah, that's it. Mega Lopunny, specifically, yeah. to use High Jump Kick. While the Sedinja is holding a Focus Shaft, the attack would deal zero damage, but the user would not take any crash damage. Yeah. So the attack would go through. But do no damage. And do no damage. Oh, that was a good yeah. one. I like that one. Yeah. That cool. was fun. Proper, complicated one. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. So next week, we're going to talk about... Uh, we'll probably be talking about First Impressions of Pokemon Legends Arceus. To be honest, at least two of us. Is this a good time to uh, to hammer out what the starters are going to be? Because I'm just going to say it, guys. I took Oshawott in the past. I kind of want to take... And I've taken Typhlosion in the past. I kind of want to take 
Rowlet because I had never had a Decidueye before. Well, I took the Decidueye. So, I took I, obviously I always take the grass starter. Um, but I usually do water, but like Typhlosion is is my boy going all the way back to like original silver. Although we? I did actually I was spoiled by loading ready run of all people for the new Typhlosion uh, form. So that kind of makes me want to ch- pick another one just to see. to see something new. Yeah. Well, I mean, if okay, tell me it's not just fire. I, I sorry, no. I don't know the type. Oh, I only typing. saw okay. it. It doesn't. Okay. It it looks like they've changed the type, but I, I don't know for okay. sure. Because I always thought the Syndicate line was really really boring. Um, but if they've switched it up, because I yeah I I've taken. I also think the like I this is not a great set of three. <laughs> I don't really like the Oshawott line either. Well, as we said last week, it's like three phenomenal starters, like three phenomenal babies that grow into three kind of blah yeah. final evolutions. Yeah. And I would say having seen them, Decidueye changes the most, but I don't think they knocked any of them particularly out of the park, in my humble opinion. Yeah, I still uh, don't know the typing or anything about Typhlosion, but the design did not blow me away. Okay. Just say that. But to Adam, who hasn't seen it, it's also not bad. It's just not very different. Okay. Like, when you see it, you might just think it's, like... You know, like, in the anime, when, like, someone else would have a Pikachu? Oh, and it would, would have, like, a, like a tail or something? Yeah. It's kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's kind of like, well, this is my Typhlosion, and this is, like, some other person's Typhlosion. It's yeah. the same Typhlosion. Although the fact that it... It does look a little... I mean, Matt, you might know, and Adam, you'll get it at some point. The fact that it does look a little stoned, and because it's Hisuian Typhlosion, people have been calling it Hyphlosion. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is pretty good. That's my favorite part. Okay, okay well, it sounds like... Um, well, Matt, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Adam, you're probably going to be the last to get a Switch, so unless you pick one up this week and get it. But, like I said, I'm trying to do something different, so I'm going to claim Rowlet. Uh, and then let you guys fight over the remaining two. But hey, while they're debating, hit us up on Facebook. Don't think I've hyped that up for a while. Uh, Facebook.com slash Nerds of the North podcast. Get us a like on there. Let us know if you agree or disagree with our Marvel tier list. Let us know where you would put Eternals. I'm very curious. And also, please let us know, feel free, what start are you going to get? Are you even going to get Pokemon Legends Arceus? We were very worried about it last week, but it's now been leaked and, like, preliminary reviews from people who are cheating are very positive. So take that with a grain of salt, because I think the first guy who ever got No Man's Sky also liked it. <laughs> who knows? Anyway, while they debate that, we'll leave it with you people out there. So have a great week. Have a safe week. We'll see you next time.